Laura. I'm Hallie. And this is Titillating Talks. We're best friends and we're busting fitness myths. And sharing honestly. Welcome. Hey, Laura. Hi, how are you? I'm doing really good. Yeah. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. I am um, still confused about what day it is and who I'm supposed to say Happy New Year to. But <laughs> I'm like, did I see you yet since the first? And I'm like, wait, uh, no, Happy New Year. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm definitely having a moment of like trying to collect myself and figure out where we are in space. <laughs> yeah. No, I totally yeah. get that. I feel that way as well. And just like, you know, all the clients coming back after a vacation and stuff like that. And it's like, oh, it's the first day you're working out with me for the year. And it's exciting. And we're starting new things and we're, you know, reaching new goals. And it's very exciting. Have you found that a lot of people are coming in asking for like new things to be addressed or like new goals to be addressed or? Mm. Not really, actually. I mean, I've been working with a lot of my clients for many years um, and we do, you know, goal setting together and, you know, I program for them very uh, openly and talk to them about their program and why things are programmed for them and when the cycle is ending and, you know, things like that and when, why I'm putting in new exercises for them and things like that. Um, But a lot of my clients are really into just letting me kind of take the reins for that. And so, because, you know, that's part of the reason I think why they hire me is because they trust my programming and want to make sure that they're being guided along what's best for their body. And so, um, you know, I definitely encourage them to get involved with the decision-making as much as possible because I want to know their reasoning for doing things and working with me, of course. But yeah, I think a lot of them are just like, yeah, Hallie, I trust you. Let's do this. And like, they'll be like, oh, we're doing this cool new thing. Great. This is awesome. So. Yeah. yeah. I feel like I've trained my clients slightly different. So mm-hmm. I often will do quarterly check-ins. And nice. so, uh, I, you know, I say like, you know, now we've been working on X, Y, and Z the last three months, you know, how are you feeling about that? And is there anything that you feel like you want to evolve towards that might be slightly different or like are you feeling like this is challenging enough or are you feeling like you know especially with Pilates right because it's a little bit different in terms of um adaptation than um than just adding weight right it's not it's not strength training um so I kind of get them involved in the process a little bit more and I find that what that ends up doing is it allows them to speak up about what they want so then when the new year rolls around and people are kind of setting their sites for these like bigger goals, they'll often come in in December and be like, this is what I want to do next year. Right. Because Mm. I've given them a lot of um, autonomy, right. To kind of be involved in that process already. Yeah. That's awesome. I feel like we should probably tell people who we are because we're talking about clients and being hired. And I'm not sure that everybody knows, knows who these ladies are. Uh, on the podcast. So I'm Laura and I am a movement specialist. I am trained in Pilates, in strength training and in FRC mobility. Uh, Why can't I get that out? What am I trying to say? I'm an FRC mobility specialist, I think. There it goes. That's what I'm trying to say. (laughs) That's okay. I am a mobility specialist, um, but I usually just call myself a movement specialists, because really what I do is help people explore their bodies and move in a lot of different ways. And some people combine some of those modalities. Some people 
um, you know, only want to work on one of those things with me. And I welcome all people who are willing to explore that. And I also help small business owners, particularly fitness professionals and small boutique studios around New York City, build sustainable business practices. So yeah, just helping people figure it out. And you're just an awesome person in general. So if you don't know Laura, get to know her. (laughs) Please do. Hi. (laughs) And I'm Hallie and I am a movement coach as well. I specialize in kettlebell training and mobility training. Um, I'm also an FRC mobility specialist and I'm a certified kin stretch instructor. And I am also really passionate about pre and postnatal training and I love working with people that are about to have babies or just had babies. I just had a baby myself about five and a half months ago. And it's, yeah, something that I'm really passionate about is making pre and postnatal training really empowering for people. And we started this podcast just recently. We only have a few episodes out so far, but we've also done Instagram lives together throughout the pandemic. And our whole purpose is to bust fitness myths and provide information for people that's really accessible so that you can improve your lives, whether it's, you know, through fitness and health or through your business practices. We are here for you. I hope people can hear my snaps. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I feel like the big pink elephant in the room right now is the Equinox marketing that came out Mm. for January. This is something that really fired me up because as you know, Laura, and I think as some of you listeners know, Laura and I both used to work for Equinox and that's how we met actually is Laura was the manager in the Pilates department at the Equinox where I was a trainer on the training floor and we connected and met. And so I'm very glad that I worked at Equinox because it, you know, allowed me to have wonderful friendships like yours. And, you know, they do have a good education system. So I'm grateful for that. I'm really torn anytime there's bad press around Equinox because I've had really great experiences there. And I think before we get into talking about our feelings about their marketing, I want to be really clear when I say the ethos of the corporate side of Equinox is very different than the people that are working on the club end. You know what I mean? Yes. Um, And this is not the first like controversial thing that's come out from them and their marketing and other relationships that they have politically and otherwise. And I feel like sometimes the people that are working there end up taking the brunt of these like bigger stories that they have no control over. And I know like, it's really easy to say, well, why don't you just work somewhere else? But that's very short-sighted, right? A lot of these people, especially if we're talking about people that are at the front desk or you're talking about maintenance or you're talking about people who may not have a lot of other options. Like this, this is their job. This is their livelihood. And it's not so easy just to separate yourself from a company because the media is saying that you should. And like I said, I've had really great experiences there, right? I I wouldn't professionally be in the position that I'm in right now. And I would not have learned as much as I had, had I not worked there in the capacities that I did. You know what I mean? 
So yeah. I, I I really sat and was like, let me think really clearly about what it is that I am bothered by and what I want to say, um, because it is important to talk about, but I just want to make sure that like, I'm not coming off as a disgruntled like ex-employee because I actually really, I really enjoyed my job and I, I, I have, I owe it a lot. I owe that company a lot in terms of like my own professional development. You know what I mean? Yeah, I totally understand and relate to that because there's a lot of things also that helped me grow my business that I learned at Equinox, you know, like it helped me become an awesome trainer and coach, um, working with such an amazing training team and my manager or managers, I should say, were all really great because I had multiple managers throughout the four years that I worked there. But yeah, I think that there is definitely a discrepancy between like the corporate level people and how they present Equinox as a company on social media and, you know, just in general with their marketing and then how the community feels at the gym. I'm going to come back to that comment later because okay. I have some some personal anecdotal experiences mm -hmm. that I've had with clients that they would probably disagree, but oh, okay. I did want to read what the company um, put out on their, I believe this is what on their social media, they said, quote, January is a fantasy delivered to your door in a pastel colored box. It talks about change. It needs a new outfit before it can begin. Shortcutting, giving up just a few weeks later. And then in another message on their website, they said, you are not a New Year's resolution. Your life does not start at the beginning of the year. And that's not what being a part of Equinox is about. Right. <laughs> now, on one hand, I like we've talked about it. We talked about it in the goals episode, right? Like yeah. we've talked about like resolutions can come off a little rooted in like flighty bullshit, right? Because people say that they're going to do something and a couple weeks later, they're like, ah, that shit was hard. I'm not going to do it, right? It, it's not, things aren't always planned with like the long-term in mind, right? Yeah. However, you know, there is scientific data that supports that people use landmarks like these, like they think call them temporal landmarks to perceive time and to use time so that they can determine or distinguish the difference between who I was before and who I want to be right now and who I want to be in the future. And it's easier for us to do that for these big landmarks, right? It's, it's easier, for, easier for us to do that on a January 1st. It's easier for us to do that on a first day of the week, where it's easier for us to do that first hour of the day, right? It's easier to create these landmarks because it gives us a fresh slate. And we even do it, I mean, in, in society, we do it on, on bigger levels, right? We do it in religion, you know, people right. get baptized, people, you know, born again, you know, you, you have this kind of like thing that this undercurrent to society where people come up with ways to mark important parts of their life through time, right? So that the, there there is importance in doing this. What I think bothers me is that if you take away money and time, right? If you take away like scarcity, right? If you just say that like, I have unlimited money and have unlimited time. So it doesn't matter how much Equinox costs. My friends tell me I should go to Equinox. Great, I'm gonna go to Equinox. But the marketing is like, mm, 
you shouldn't if you're just coming here because you're you have a goal for the first of the year <laughs> like right you, you shouldn't you shouldn't just show up if like you haven't done this before it's almost saying that they don't want anyone new and they're not willing to be open for people that are ready to start right now they're saying or beginners no. or beginners yeah they're saying no to that it seems but then why make the why make the ad campaign right right so that's i think the part that irked me the most yeah. right it's like the business side look i understand marketing marketing is marketing clearly they're trying to sell scarcity and you know we're taking away taking away a, a, a day out of the month so now you only have x amount of days to like join and like right they're, they're creating like a whole thing and it's tacky and whatever and that's their marketing and but the thing that I kept thinking about is that there's somebody who sat in an office maybe with a few colleagues and brainstormed and then they got together and they were like yes that's a good idea and then they passed it up they bumped it up to somebody else that was like yes that's a good idea who then in turn, right. They it kept getting passed through the hands where multiple people got on board with this thought and was like, yes, let's shame beginners. Right. That's a great idea. Right. That's a great idea. Let's just like not let any of the beginners in. <laughs> let's like make sure that people know that we're only for serious people only. Otherwise you can't sit with us. Well, and the, <laughs> the ridiculousness of it is too, is that their whole motto and it's on their Instagram account is it's not fitness, it's life. And so if you're encouraging someone to have a like healthy lifestyle, why would you discourage people from joining your gym whenever they want? Like that should be, you should be open doors at all times welcoming people even if they only join for a few weeks why does that matter to you it's the fact that they're there making an effort that should be what really matters and like I know that in our first episode in when we talked about goal setting I was like yeah I have a beef with goals because everyone makes a new year's resolution and then they you know kind of fall off their goal and they forget about it but I would never discourage someone from trying and I wouldn't want to help them as much as possible and set them up for success and and them having a no join policy on a certain date or discouraging people from joining because they're trying is just really horrible in my opinion it's really sad Right. And it's actually like a whole month long campaign because they don't speak January is their whole thing. Right. We so don't they're speak not... January. <laughs> no, they're letting people join because they have to make money and that's their cash cow. Right. However, their whole thing is like, don't show up if it's just a resolution. Like we're, we don't speak January. Come here for the long haul, you know? Okay. Which I kind of yeah. sort of get, but also like there's other ways to support people other than shaming them. And kind of what you were saying, you know, like we need to support people being vulnerable starting a new habit, particularly when it is around fitness, it requires courage and it requires vulnerability. Mm -hmm. And it's super scary for most people. Especially and going to a gym. Especially going to a gym. And it's why people stop going to gyms. And this is going back, you know, to what I was saying I was holding on to. So I've had multiple interactions with clients at both of the clubs that I worked at when I worked at Equinox 
where they felt unsafe or uncomfortable. And it was rooted in gender identity, age, and body shape, body image. They felt so uncomfortable that they stopped coming. There's a year-long contract required for you to be a member. And the membership advisors are really good at what they do because they sell it, Mm -hmm. right? They show you around, they sell it, they make it like they're inclusive. There'll be things here for you, da, 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 right? Great. Fabulous. Amazing. When that person comes in and realizes that's not the case, I believe you only have three days to cancel your membership or else you're locked in for a year. That's it. And that's a lot of money to be locked in for a year, but take the money away. Right. If I, if, again, if I have unlimited time and money, but I just feel unsafe coming to your location, that means every single time I get my credit card statement or my bank statement and that pops up, that's going to be a little micro trauma because it's going to remind me every month for a year, the thing that I didn't do that I said I wanted to do, but also how I felt when I went to that place and I felt unsafe. So when you're setting up a, a, a place that inherently is gatekeeping and is an er- inherently very exclusatory, you would think that somebody in corporate would also think about that and say, maybe we shouldn't come up with a marketing campaign that's going to make more people feel like they don't actually belong in our clubs. Maybe this is what they want. Maybe they they just want us to like sit here and talk about them. Right. And like, they just wanted to drum up some attention, but I think that there's less positive stuff coming out of this than there is you know, negative. There's a lot of like, that's, that's a very negative campaign. Yeah. Um, I mean, if you look and... at like the comments on like, you know, I was looking at their Instagram posts and if you look at the majority of the comments in response to this ad campaign is negative and is like, why are you shaming people for joining your gym? Why don't you want people to join? This was a bad marketing campaign you guys need to rethink your marketing team, like over and over again, people are responding in that way. And so you would think that they would, you know, reassess and come to something different, but they keep posting the same things. Yeah, speak so, with your money. Yeah. Speak with your money. Yeah. Right. And it's a shame because especially having worked for the company, I want them to like do better and be better for themselves because you know, it's like an iconic brand. And like, it also like meant something to me as a trainer to work at Equinox because they do have such a good education system. And, you know, it's kind of a good thing to have on your resume that you trained at Equinox because of that, you know, and it doesn't take away from that for me, but it does have an effect on, you know, so many people if they're just pushing this message out there and not thinking about how, it affects how people see them. I guess it's not surprising, right? <laughs> no, I was not surprised at all. Yeah. No, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's not surprising at all. I, you know, I feel like a few of their marketing campaigns in the past were kind of strangely offensive in certain ways, just because it it made for like a shocking thing. So I, you know, I'm not surprised and I know that they'll like stick to something and go gun ho with it because they're like, well, you know, any press is good press. So maybe that's their mentality, especially if they're struggling after the pandemic with membership numbers and things like Mm. that, and they need to be in the news. Maybe that's, this is their strategies. Like, well, we can't get people to join January 1st as much as we (laughs) wanted them to. So maybe let's just tell them no and see what happens. 
That's interesting. I don't think I had thought about that, but that could, that could be it. Who knows? Say you were just starting out or maybe like a friend of yours is just starting out and they're like, Hey, should I go work at Equinox? Would you tell your friend to get a job? Would you tell younger you, if younger you was starting today? Would you be like, yeah, you should go? Or would this change the way that you would like refer somebody to an Equinox? So that's a hard question because like I said earlier, I do really value the friendships and the education that I got at Equinox. And so I don't have any regrets of working for Equinox, but I'm also glad that I don't work for them anymore. Right. <laughs> um, and the second part of your question, I don't think that I would recommend a new trainer if they just wanted to start out to work at Equinox. And it's not just because of this ad campaign. There's other things about the training department that kind of rubbed me the wrong way. And maybe this is not the time to talk about it during this little episode because I could go on and on about it. Um, there's a few things I would have to say, but I think that, you know, there's many different options for a new trainer. There's, you know, smaller private boutique gyms to work at. There's, you know, I, I don't know enough about like the training departments at other gyms like Lifetime or, you know, Planet Fitness or things like that. I do know that Equinox's education department is definitely great and their internal education is like the highest standard you can get. And when my husband Jeff started going into personal training, he went through the education system there too and worked for Equinox for about a year and a half and he got a lot of value out of it as well. So yeah, I mean, it's kind of a hard thing to say whether or not I would recommend it because it's a loaded question. <laughs> um, and I would be honest with someone if they really wanted, you know, my opinion yeah. would go into, you know, the reasons why I'm hesitant, I guess, to recommend Equinox. But yeah, I mean, maybe we talk about that on a different episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I feel the same way. I had thought about going back in some other capacity. Maybe I want to do like group fitness. Mm -hmm. And now it kind of is, what, is it, what do they say? Uh, hit the nail in the coffin or whatever. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. I don't know. <laughs> I just don't want to be in an environment like that. I love working with beginners. I love that. I love yeah. somebody coming to me. I just had a client, you know, I'll, I'll say the story really quick, but I just had a duet client. They started with me last March and they ended up moving. We were doing virtuals and they got confident enough to like go to the gym. And like, now they're at the gym and they're like, oh, we think we actually want to work with like a trainer in person. But like for them to have that full arc of never having a trainer not knowing what they're doing to like seeking out a gym membership to like, maybe we'll just work with somebody down here. I was really proud of that. Right. Because I'm that, I, that means I built them up to a point where they felt confident and empowered enough to like go seek out some other way of doing it because they realized that like maybe virtuals weren't for them. I love that. I love building people up and being like, yes, like you can do this. You can do this on your own. You could do it with me. You can do it with somebody else, but you could do this. And I think that that's our responsibility. Maybe we're personal brands, so it's different, but like, I think that that's a responsibility of a bigger fitness brand too, is drive the masses towards the best decision that's going to help them in the long term. Exactly. Like to me, Equinox doesn't really care about the people because if they did and you 
and you knew that, I mean, you would know because it would be in their marketing, right? They would put Betty Johnson or whatever, who's been a member for 10 years and she's 70 years old and she goes to Pilates class and they would have her face on their marketing campaign and be like, hey, I go every week. I love classes, blah, blah, blah. I mean, they would have stories and you know and and real people in their ad campaigns that you know people could connect with and know about they would feature their real trainers and their real pilates instructors and show that in their marketing and they don't so you know i mean they want a certain image of themselves and that image doesn't fit the whole population so that's why they're saying no to people and yeah. it's it's sad yeah I wonder what other people think about this like people who aren't haven't worked there just and people who have like been members there I wonder you know does that deter them from wanting to be there or return it just feels really cringy yes you know and I think again I think that they have a responsibility to do better I think all of us have a responsibility, you know, if we're in this industry to sell more truth, right? That's the whole point of this podcast. It's like talk truth into existence. And the truth is going to the gym is really hard. (laughs) And if you're not doing it already, you probably don't really want to. And why shame people out of something that they already are having a hard time? Why not make it easier for people? If, especially if you're all about fitness being a lifestyle, why wouldn't you help encourage people to easily mold it into their life and make it more accessible and more inclusive? Get it together, Equinox. Get it together, Equinox. Do better, please. (laughs) Do better, seriously. Or don't do better, and then people will work with us instead. That's fine, too. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Oh, dear. Yeah. That kind of ties it together, I think, for me. <laughs> do better. If you don't do better, it's fine by me because, you know, we'll <laughs> leave your gym and have that money to spend on training with Hallie. So exactly. Great. Exactly. <laughs> yes. And uh, yeah, I just think, like, um, that they have a responsibility to do better. So hopefully they figure it out because it's only January. This is going to be a really long year. This is what the marketing campaign is like for every month. Oh, dear. Yeah. Seriously. <laughs> All right. (laughs) Well, if you have any feedback for us, you know, to talk about your thoughts about the Equinox campaign, please, please share it. Let us know. I'll put a poll um, on Spotify with this to see what people think about the Equinox ad campaign. So answer our poll. That'll be interesting. And yeah, please connect with us on Instagram at titillating talks. Reach out to us via email, ttpodcastgales dot or ttpodcastgales at gmail.com. <laughs> and yeah, just um let us know if you have any thoughts about this or if you have any requests for other topics that you'd like to be covered. We are, you know, recording on a regular basis and we are open to suggestions as well. Always a pleasure. Always. Always. Bye, guys.